You are listening to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. This is our midweek, a quiet life podcast that focuses on living a quiet life, mind your own affairs, work with your hands, and be dependent upon nobody. For more information, visit us at thepursuitofmanliness.com. So I was reading in Mark today, Mark chapter 6 where Jesus feeds the 5,000. Now I've read where Jesus feeds the 5,000. I don't know how many times. And uh, here's the danger. When you read a text that you've read numerous times or you've heard taught numerous times or whatever, you kind of finish the text without finishing the text, right? So you get to it, you open your Bible up and go, yep, I know what happens here. He takes a little, he makes a lot, he feeds a whole bunch of people, and the disciples, once again, are humbled because they missed the point of all this. Only to realize today that I was the one that was humbled, and I missed the point of all this. I feel like the Holy Spirit taught me something, something today that I needed to hear, and when, I, when I, it hit me, I thought to myself, this is something I need to share. This is, this is something I need to communicate. So, so bear with me here. We got Mark chapter 6. Jesus takes his disciples out to a desolate place. It says, now many of the, saw them going, and uh, they recognized them, and they ran, they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. So let's... Pretend for a second you're taking your family on vacation, you get to the destination, and there's a whole bunch of people that show up because some person from your your group, for your family, maybe it's you, maybe it's someone else, someone is there, and they want something from them. They want to learn from them, they want their autograph, they want pictures with them, whatever it is, doesn't matter. It would be a little frustrating, right? I was, I was just texting with some friends uh, earlier about a, a, a camping trip that we're going to take. And we're talking about, you know, where you're going to stay, what the food is, the terrain, what do you want to do? And, you know, you, you kind of map out the days and what we're going to take and those things. And uh, imagine you take the trip and you get there only to find out that, you know, one person, like this, all these people got there and they just want that one person's attention the whole time. It'd be frustrating. Well, the disciples, the same thing. They go to this desolate place. They think they're going to have a little camping trip with Jesus. We're going to get away. Maybe we can tell them about our day for a while. Maybe we can ask him some questions. Maybe we can find out some things that we don't understand about the kingdom of heaven. Maybe we can learn more about repentance. I, mean, I don't know. But here they are with Jesus. They go to this place, and they got to be thinking to themselves, man, we, man, we're going to have some good bonding time. We're going to connect well. Well, all these people show up and Jesus teach them because he feels sorry for them. He says they're like a, a sheep without a shepherd, not a compliment. What does a shepherd do? A shepherd tries to lead and guide people. Think from that from a pastoral standpoint. What's the point of your pastor working at your church? Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes he doesn't know. The point is to try to lead people towards Jesus, lead them to the kingdom of heaven. They don't all want that. They don't all want, want that, but nevertheless, that's the job. The shepherd, he's a shepherd pointing people towards Jesus, pointing them towards the kingdom, and sometimes they go, sometimes they don't. But nevertheless, here's Jesus leading all these, these people. Disciples are there. Uh, verse 35, when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, this is a desolate place, and the hour is now late. They, said, they looked around and said, all the grocery stores closed at 7. All right, we, they, I, It's looking pretty bleak here. You need to send these people away so they can go get some food. Uh, send them away 
to go into the surrounding countryside and villages to buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, how many loaves do you have? And go and see. And when they had found out, they said five and two fish. We have five loaves of bread, two fish, not a lot. Then he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the, on the green grass. So they ate down in groups by hundreds and by fifties. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked to heaven and blessed them and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples uh, before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all, and they all ate were satisfied. Okay. Let's, let, me, let me share this here. Sometimes when we think about the quiet life, if we're real honest, it's, it's to get away. It's to reset. Some people are naturally wired to just be more introverted, more quiet, more low-key, more in the background. Um, some people think they're wired to be introverted, low-key in the background, only to find out they're not. And then some people just don't, aren't good with people, okay? So I'm talking about people that resonate with this idea. We're, we're trying to aspire to live a quiet life. So the idea of going to a desolate place for me, I say, I'm in. Let me grab a little bit of gear over here. Let's see, I got a tent. I got, I got a couple um, beds to sleep on. I got some things that we, I got a hot stove over here. We'll just take it and we're gone. We, we just do whatever we need to do. We're going to have a little time. Uh, a problem. All these people show up. They said, we don't have food for these guys. Jesus says, you need to go get them something to eat. And they said, what? We're going to take 200 denarii and go get them food. So they go on a scavenger hunt and they basically come back with a Lunchable. Five loaves of bread, not even good bread, barley bread and two fish. Jesus takes what they bring to him. He blesses it, gives thanks to God, and then he feeds all the people, right? That's the story we know. Don't miss this. Mark chapter 6, verse 37, Jesus says, you give them something to eat. And their answer is, even if we had the money, we couldn't buy enough food for them. I want you to get this because for me, it was the first time it really hit me. The disciples didn't have anything to give them either. Sometimes in life, you and I are looking to aspire to a quiet life. We're looking to get away. We're looking to go off grid. We're looking to remove ourselves from society. We're looking to turn our phone off, shut the computer, don't answer any more texts, don't answer any more emails, do not disturb, don't answer the door, pull the curtains close. Sometimes we're looking to do that if we're honest because we don't have anything left to give. I have found myself at times in life, I feel like I'm circling the block on this right now, where you don't feel like you have a lot to give. What I mean by that is maybe you feel like your tank is kind of sputtering and you're running on empty. You're like, we just get a little bit more. You ever, had, you ever been running out of gas? When I was in college driving back and forth to school. I had a, it was a 1982 Corvette. It was a terrible purchase. It was a piece of junk. I knew nothing about cars and uh, I had no money and it, it took a lot of gas. So I put a, a picture or something, I put it over where the gas tank was. I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to see what was going on in the gas tank of that Corvette. I figured as, as long as I didn't look at the gas tank, we we're going to be okay. I mean, that's delusional, right? But that's how we go through life sometimes. As long as I don't look at what the reality is of my situation, I'm going to be okay. Sometimes we need to admit, Jesus, I don't have anything to give either. Jesus... I'm running on fumes. Jesus, I'm going to have to go borrow some Lunchables from some kid who brought a sack lunch 
because I don't have anything to give to the multitudes. You see, the multitudes, whether they realized it or not, had no problem taken from the disciples who had nothing left to give. There are people in your life, pastor, there are people in your church who have no problem taking from you, spiritually, emotionally, relationally, sometimes financially. They have no problem doing that. As you guys know what I'm talking about. You guys that work with people, you guys that lead people, you guys that lead small groups, you guys that invest in others, you guys that disciple people, you guys that evangelize, you guys who are about the kingdom work, you know there are times where you say, I don't think I have anything to give. I'm looking at my emotional, mental, spiritual cupboard and I say, it's empty. I don't have anything to give anyone else. Here's, here's the good news in this. Jesus took what was pretty pitiful. I mean, imagine you have this tsunami of people show up. What, 10,000 people probably, roughly? At least 5,000 people show up and you come back with a sack lunch. You go, this is what we come up with. So not only do the disciples have nothing to offer the people, the people didn't bring anything with them. We got a major problem here. Thankfully, somebody had the foresight to pack a sack lunch, this kid, and we took it from him, and we said, okay, Jesus, this is all we come up with. There are going to be times in your life, and there might be times right now, where you feel like spiritually, mentally, relationally, Man, you got nothing left to give. And you know what I'm talking about. You know you don't have it. You know you're supposed to put your game face on. You know there's a multitude of something. It may not be 5,000 people, but it might be five. It might be a whole crowd. Not, it may not be a whole crowd that you have to feed, but it might be a group of people that you have to show up for. It may not be multitudes of people that were chasing you on foot to try to figure out where you're going next but it might be your family when you walk in the door coming home from work and you feel like i don't want them to ask me how my day was because i don't want to tell them the truth it was rough it's empty it's lonely uh it's monotonous you know what i'm saying i think there are times if i'm honest that there's a multitude of some sort. And I say, I don't think I have anything left to give. The good news is, Jesus shows up. When we are weak, he's strong. When we got nothing, he's everything. When we realize we have, we have run out, we have nothing left to give, he said, oh, I'm just getting started. Now, it'd be nice, like, uh, like, like, if the disciples got this, it'd be nice if we got it too. Neither one of us get it, right? The disciples didn't get it. You know, they're going to be questioning themselves about bread later on. You know what, man? The next day, once we get filled up or once we get something, the next day we start worrying about our daily bread as well. We start trying to collect two days worth of manna when we're only supposed to collect one. The good news is when you hit those spots, when you hit those moments, man, don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't start thinking of yourself less than you should and say, well, I guess I'm just not good enough. I guess I, I'm not built for this. I guess I'm not called to this. Listen, the men that Jesus chose to literally turn the world upside down for the gospel 
when they reached in their pockets, they had nothing. And maybe you're reaching in your pockets right now, literally and saying, I don't got anything. It's as if Jesus is telling you and I right now, just look around, just see a few things that you got, just a couple things that you got. Will you give them to me? Will you allow me to do something incredible with them? Man, think about that. Read Mark chapter 6. Ask yourself, if you're running empty, God, will you take what I got? Will you take what I'm willing to find? And will you do something incredible with it? And I think he will. And I think he'll carry you as your tank is getting refilled. Amen. Guys, think about that. Read Mark 6, and I'll talk to you in a little bit. Thank you for listening to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast. If you would, make sure to visit iTunes and leave a five-star review to let others know what you think of this show. When you get a chance, make sure to visit thepursuitofmanliness.com to see what is available in the gear store, find more information out about Tribe, and much more. Thanks for listening, and let's keep pursuing biblical manliness. Manliness.